0: Hey friends, it's Cody Monkman here, and I am so glad that you are listening to the Monday Recap Podcast. Hey, this is a podcast where we don't preach. Our conversations open up more dialogue on Sunday's sermon, tackle current and local faith topics, and upcoming activities at First Christian Church in Clinton, Illinois. You can find this podcast on our website at www.clintonfcc.com or a link to each podcast on our church Facebook page. And again, hey, we are so glad that you are listening to the Monday Recap Podcast. And now, for your Monday Recap. Hey friends, you are listening to episode 12 of the Monday Recap Podcast. And I missed
1: episode 11. I wasn't on it. I had to go on and listen. I had to download it. We missed you. You did a great job. I thought Samuel did a great job. Even Max Aper contributed.
0: Yeah. It was... um. You know, everyone that's listening obviously knows that this podcast thing is a, a new thing uh, for me and us here. Um, I haven't ever done like a two-person podcast, so that was—I
1: thought it was great. It was thought interesting. It flowed well, and um, I missed it. I really did.
0: Um, so, did you realize towards the end um, that I was
1: being made fun <laughs> of? Yes. The two guys—that was toward the end, multiple times. Like
0: I, I'm looking at you right now, yeah. and your years on this earth divide by two equal yeah. the two lives that I set across uh, last week
1: and I don't know what that has to do with anything but <laughs> good.
0: okay so uh, yesterday at church yes um, hey actually just so all the listeners know um, we usually have some notes that yeah. we sit down yeah. and yeah. and I kind of have some questions mm-hmm. to ask Greg mm-hmm. and literally like two minutes ago um, I told Greg I was like hey I'm sitting, listening to the sermon. I was really struggling with this topic on Mm -hmm. how to come up with questions um, to help us take this topic of prayer to another level.
1: Why do you think you were struggling? Um, You think it's because it's about prayer? Well,
0: this is going to sound like not spiritual whatsoever. um, And coming from a minister may sound uh, a little odd. But I just know that for many people, the topic of prayer um, is not something that is super exciting. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: I, you know, I guess now I'm thinking about it. Um, I think I lo- you're right by that. I wonder if it has to do with being in a world that is so go, go, go uh-huh. and stimulation prayer is nothing about go 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 and it's not about being stimulated other
1: than by the holy spirit Well, but I also think it's because you don't see the results right away. You come to church on a Sunday morning, you're discouraged, you're depressed. You just broke up with your girlfriend. Your children are making terrible mistakes, and you go through a Samuel Green worship service, or you hear the choir share a special, and you get kind of the goosebumps. And it's kind of like that instant gratification. I think with prayer, a lot of times you go before the Lord with a with a a request, uh, supplication. most of the time, the vast majority of the time, there's not an instantaneous response. So I think that's why you have that reaction, and I think you're not alone. I think that's why so many people would say they struggle when it comes to prayer, because they'll throw something out before the Lord, and they don't see what they believe is an instant Reaction. Or it's response. just
0: not super flashy, uh-huh. and there's nothing flashy about prayer. Which, mm-hmm. obviously, looking in the Bible, it, I mean, it's not meant to be. But um, living in the world, it's kind of like, man, how do you, how do you help people connect with this? And I really struggled with that.
1: Well, and I think for a lot of people, the 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 vision they need to have when it comes to a prayer life is not the vision of a sprinter. Mm-hmm. You know, a Becca Anderson doing the hundred mile. It, it's it's a marathoner. It's someone that is looking at the big picture in a journey. And I think something that I'm not good at, I want to be really clear. I tried to be as transparent as I could yesterday. There are people that are way better at prayer than I am and much more consistent and persistent than I am. But something that's helped me is actually writing down journaling and then looking back. I was looking back at some prayer requests and some prayer meditations that I had jotted down a year and a half ago. During probably one of the darkest seasons of ministry for me personally, and it's been cool to see how God's answered a lot mm-hmm. of those prayers. And I'd never really connected that in a tangible kind of way. I'm so glad I wrote it down.
0: I actually started doing journaling as well uh, late in high school, and for sure early in my college years. And I agree. Like I, it's been really awesome to look back and and see what you were. Going through in that stage of your life, and mm-hmm. I try to promote that with especially high school students. High school guys, journaling is not—it's not. It is not masculine. I mean it.
1: But, but I think when it comes, I would not consider myself a journaler. I don't know if that's a word or not, but I would say that just writing down, you know, praying for unity, um, praying for healing, praying for reconciliation. Um, pr- praying for spiritual breakthrough. I mean, just some a, a person that was on the heart of the staff at that point in time, a year and a half ago, I found his name scribbled out, praying for him. And, you know, this month has made a lot of progress spiritually. And that's just cool to me to think, man, we prayed for that guy in August or September of 2015. And um, th- there's been a breakthrough that's happened a year and a half later. Yeah. Like One that. thing that
0: I uh, really appreciated, um, obviously I couldn't come up with a question, but I really appreciated that you asked the church to pray for their elders, mm-hmm. and you even listed the names on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I right. thought that was awesome. Um, pray for the elders, and then you told the church, hey, we're getting ready to do this vision thing. Can you pray for us mm-hmm. so that we can really figure out with the help of God what He wants for this church i think that was really good that you welcomed the whole church into being a part of that and knowing what's going on behind the scenes yeah
1: yeah um, well you know the, the becky glenn's the susan Kleins, the rachel emory's of the world have um have really been people that i've looked to as just consistent models of persistent prayer faithful prayer And I think, um, honestly, I think that's a weakness of our church, is I don't think we pray enough. Uh, I don't think we have big enough responses when we have prayer gatherings. And, you know, you hit it on the head. A prayer gathering isn't flashy. But, you know, one of my highlights of 2016, you were a part of it. Then Sunday night, we went out and prayed over Little Galilee. Mm, Yeah. You know? And, you know, we need to do more of that, quite frankly. You know? Not less.
0: You know, uh... If we were in college world right now, it would be free pizza.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> free
0: pizza for everything. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm How's not, that? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting to provide free pizza for a prayer gathering, but I'm just saying. That's kind of the deal. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's the ticket. <laughs> Maybe that's um, the ticket.
0: Well, if you really like pizza and you think that's the ticket, mm-hmm. you shouldn't text one of us and let us know that we need to provide pizza for the next prayer
1: gathering you know we might triple our attendance (laughs) we might triple our attendance
0: Um, well I guess on this topic of prayer Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. can you recall a time that God really answered one of your prayers
1: well I would share two and one I shared during the sermon and I'm going to share it again and the other I didn't and um, the The one that I really feel has just kind of unfolded in the life of our our family was our son Peyton. Um, the liver enzymes and his blood work were highly elevated for like a year. And they were talking like liver biopsy, and they couldn't figure out what was happening. And uh, we were kind of stressed as a family. He was totally not excited about doing a liver biopsy, and I'd been very quiet about that. I would not share, I don't think I'd shared it with you. I hadn't shared it with a lot of the, the leaders and staff, and I really felt convicted after I received an email from a member of our church that um, you know, I need to stop hiding this. This is something that's on my heart. This is something that's weighing me down. I need to ask people to partner with me in prayer. So I asked my Sunday school class, I asked Reload, and I asked the staff to pray. And that was mid-December. And Peyton went in for blood work the last week of December. And then we found out by accident the results three weeks later and his liver enzymes were completely Hmm. normal. And, you know, people look at that and say, well, man, that's an awesome coincidence. I would tell you, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, God honored the fact that I, I asked, invited, allowed people to pray with mm-hmm. me and answered that prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking at lunch and Marla's was like, oh, that was totally God. Absolutely no question about it. The other really is um, interesting. Summer of 2015, we had just wrapped up phase one of Next Steps and we were getting ready to try to figure out what do we do with phase two. And we had raised $500,000 above and beyond, and yet, even though we were debt free, just, I'm gonna be transparent, there were people kind of sniping, there was negativity, and I thought, I don't want this. I don't want to go through another $500,000 fundraising deal and this person's mad and this person's barking about a coffee shop and this person's fired up here. And for about a week, every morning when I would be out for my walk, I just prayed to God, God, can you, can you drop (laughs) $500,000 and I almost felt embarrassed to pray that prayer. And, uh, Two weeks later, we received news that we were going to receive an estate unexpected, a guy that had went to church here since 1975, and it didn't turn out to be a $500,000 gift. It turned out to be a $2.2 million gift. And again, the cynic would say, oh, that's a great coincidence.
0: Hey, when you received that letter, did you ask, is this a hoax?
1: When I received the letter, I thought we were being sued. I really did. Oh, okay. It right. read like we were being sued, and then you read further along, and you kept saying, "Where's the catch?" You know, yeah. pe- people don't do this, and we received 2.2 million. Three other churches received that amount of money, and four hospitals received mm-hmm. that amount of money. So it was just a it was a reminder to me that God the Father owns you know the cattle on a thousand hills, and um, how small my prayer was. I was fretting over $500,000. I was fretting over, you know, the negative Nellies barking about this or barking about that. And it just reminded me that um, I need to be bold. I need to be persistent. So uh,
0: as a senior pastor Mm -hmm. and obviously sharing a personal Mm -hmm. uh, story, Mm -hmm. um, when you get in the car and you head to lunch, Do you get uh, yelled at for sharing?
1: Well, some I actually I did or... not share the Peyton story first service. I ran out of time, okay. quite honestly, and uh, I really wanted to share the second service because I thought it would really connect with a lot of our younger families. Uh, and I asked them ahead of time. Okay. Now Marla did bust my chops at lunchtime because she's like, "Did you get his permission?" And I'm like, "This time I did. Most <laughs> of the time I don't." but this time i did so yeah Uh, and you know it's hard being a preacher's kid i i never was a preacher's kid but i i think um i i've shared some illustrations in the past that were not well received by my children but um you know Peyton said he was glad that i shared it he thought it was a a, you know something tangible to kind of wrap your arms around good
0: deal yeah um this is our third week of
1: values Mm -hmm. what's
0: what's next week
1: This Sunday is going to be growth, and we're going to talk about how do we really grow. Um, I'm probably, I mean, I'm excited about all of them. I think this growth one could connect with a significant number of people uh, in ways that maybe others might not. Because, Cody, the reality is we have a lot of people who are faithful to church um, in terms of worship services, but they're not going beyond that. So they're getting 25 minutes, you know, in terms of my sermon. Or when Samuel preaches, they're getting 42 minutes. You know, something along those lines. They're not getting a lot more than that. And I think what we're wanting people to understand is there are ways to grow that will really help you beyond your preacher's sermon. Beyond so the Sunday morning
0: Can sermon. you, okay, so first week was Word. Uh-huh. How the, we as a body of believers, we value God's we're people Word. people of the Word. Worship. Uh-huh. Prayer. Uh-huh. What obviously to have a fourth week uh-huh. in the values growth, mm-hmm. you're suggesting that what growth is is different from prayer, worship, and word, those but, are all part of it. Okay, but, so but connect, the idea, connect it yeah, for us. Here's
1: the idea the idea is, I will not allow myself to say where I am today spiritually is where I will stay. Growth is the idea that I'm always hungry. I always want more. I always want to grow closer to the Lord. And so for the person that has grown up around FCC and they're church going and they go to Sunday school and maybe they sing in the choir, they're here three or four times a week. I think it's hard to continue to grow spiritually because you're doing so many different things. And so that's where a discipline like practicing silence and solitude can come into play. For a lot of people, it's daily Bible reading. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people this year that have said thank you for our daily Bible reading challenge. I've never read my Bible every day. We're doing one chapter. I mean, it's not an enormous undertaking. You can read a chapter in, in 10 minutes probably. But they're saying thank you because it's developing this this discipline. It's developing this pattern in my life. I want to plug the, the hide-and-seek Bible memory class. You know, it's 30 minutes on a Monday morning. We're going to head there in about 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah, and uh, again, just memorizing God's word today. It's the two I am statements of, two of the I am statements from the gospel of John. Just that continued strategic, I want to grow. Cody, if you were a great basketball player, okay, and let's say you were an 85% free throw shooter, which is really good, more than likely you wouldn't say, hey, I'm content at 85%. You'd say, I want to get to 90%. If you were a great swimmer, which you were a great swimmer, you probably never said, man, I got to this time, that's good enough. You always want more. This growth message is hopefully going to help people figure out where am I at today and how can I be better than I am today a month from now, six months from now, a year from now? Hey,
0: are you suggesting that I wasn't a good basketball player?
1: I'm suggesting you weren't a good basketball player. <laughs> I'm suggesting I, was, I was
0: not a good basketball player. <laughs> stick to the Speedo. Did
1: you wear a Speedo? I
0: wore I wore a Speedo when I was like in fourth grade. After that, I went to the Jammers. So, are those
1: pictures kind of taco taco? There's no? only one. Okay. There's okay. only one. Okay.
0: Um, you know, and when it comes to Bible memorization, I uh, I will be going to the Y with you actually. Awesome. Um, just so you know. Awesome. But um, I am someone who I'm type A. Mm-hmm. I want to be organized. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. want to know how I'm doing uh, personally, you can look at my office, my house. If it's mm-hmm. a disaster, that means I'm stressed. Look out. Yep. Um, probably not in a good state. Uh-huh. Uh I have been someone who works off of lists. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've learned about myself is working off of lists has allowed my brain to be lazy. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you know, I, I started working off of lists because I don't have a good memory. Mm-hmm. Well, in some ways, looking at who I am today, it has created a crutch.
1: Mm.
0: And so, like, Bible memorization... Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm not
1: good at it. Uh-huh.
0: I'm not good. But Just you, know so how you know you get
1: good at it? You, you do, do it. it. You do it.
0: Yeah. Seriously.
1: Yeah. Um, I've always had kind of the, I guess, the brain, the mind that I've been able to retain material. I mean, I know stuff about sports that has no use, you know, eternally. And one of the challenges, I think, is to say, let me take that ability and use it for God's glory. But come here, yeah. I've got a 90 year old. Come into Bible memory, and you know he's not walking away memorizing two verses every week. But he's got the the help, little business cards, and he's got the, the the guides, and he's in the Word every day now, trying to remember it. And everyone's at a different season in life. I think the idea of growth is never being content. I think that's the greatest challenge. For the lifelong church attender is to get to the point to where they say I'm 70 I've heard 500 sermons I am who I am that's dangerous you look mm-hmm. at King David David fell into complacency mm-hmm. you know and boy a whole bunch of other trouble came his way real quickly
0: so uh we've got 10 values is ten. that correct correct. Ten. correct um and obviously all yeah. 10 values that you and the elders have are rolling out as, mm-hmm. we as a body of believers, we should be valuing these 10 things. Absolutely. Um, they are to hit on the whole, like your whole life as Absolutely. a well-rounded Christian. So, Absolutely. My assumption I'm making here then, tell me if I'm correct, yeah. is that some of these values are wrong. Some of these values focus on our rela- our vertical relationship with God. Right. But some of these values are going to be the horizontal relationship. Absolutely. Because I'm looking at your first four here. Yeah. yeah. You've got word, worship, prayer, and growth. Yeah. Some of the uh, the sermons have focused more on God the Father. Yeah. Some yeah. have focused more
1: on how we... Well, well, Cody, we threw out the prayer challenge yesterday for people that weren't in church. You know, the, the focus on five five names or missions or areas and if you look at that i think that is both vertical and horizontal mm-hmm. yeah. you know when it comes to forgiveness the issue of forgiveness and i know that was uncomfortable for some people to write down a name of someone either they need to forgive or they need to seek forgiveness from that's horizontal you know that's that's and, and hopefully people aren't just going to write that off let's be frank um that needs to happen in the life of this church in the life of every church. There is a relationship struggle that has, you know, went through the years in some situations that needs to be resolved in a Christian kind of way.
0: Yeah, and I really appreciate that you challenged us to seek forgiveness. Uh Uh-huh. Uh Uh, to those who we know that we Mm -hmm. are maybe in strife with.
1: I had a, this was before I uh, began the ministry here at Clinton, and I was preaching an interim ministry down at Mowikwa, and I had previously been the youth minister down there at Mowikwa, and a church member came up to me one of my last Sundays there, and um, they let me know how hurt they were by something I had done when I was 27 years old, and had really disrespected them and they'd been bearing that burden that entire time. And Cody, I had no idea. I'd interacted with this Mm. person. I didn't think twice about it. And I wasn't offended at all. I was so thankful that they brought it to my attention and I immediately asked, for their forgiveness, and today we're really good. Mm. And I think a lot of times that's a tool of Satan, and it allows bitterness to, you know, roll from a week to a month to a year to a decade, and then you find yourself really estranged from a brother or sister in Christ. Well, do
0: you have anything else? We're kind of running out of time here. So, anything well, else you want to hit on? Here's
1: the thing I would say about yesterday and about prayer: is there's no secret formula that I'm aware of. You, know, you got to do it. And you've got to think beyond prayer requests. That's why we tried to talk about the different paradigms and and the different focus on five challenges that are out there so that it really becomes something that's more than, hey, Aunt Bessie's going to have surgery or, you know, Cousin Eddie's got a hangnail. Not that it's not important to pray for Cousin (laughs) Eddie, but that you just see prayer. For Jesus, I promise you prayer was so much more than that. For Paul, for Peter, for the disciples, so much more than
0: that. Yeah. Well, uh, as we end, I kind of want to give uh, a little plug to Hide and Seek. Um, right, yeah. right when this gets uploaded, it'll yep. be happening.
1: 11.30 a.m. on Mondays at the Y. Don't have to be a member of our church. Don't have to be a member of the Y. And last week we were done at 11.59, 29 minutes and we crank that too by the
0: Bring your lunch.
1: Bring it. Absolutely. Um,
0: and then I'm going to put in a little plug for my new class. I love it.
1: The, the Bridge.
0: Bridge. The Bridge class. Uh, it's a pop-up class that we're going to be doing for the month of March. And I want to invite anyone who is leading a family, whether you're a parent, grandparent, uh, your grandparent who your grandkids don't even live in Clinton, um, but you have influence on their life. Um, I want to invite them to come the month of March, and we're going to tackle some challenges that families in 2017 face. Amen. In helping parents, grandparents, those who are leading their families, better understand their students and their children who are growing up in a world that is vastly different from what they grew up in.
1: Sunday, March 5. March is that 5. Right? That is correct, yes. Sunday, March the 5th.
0: March 5th will be the first Sunday. And yeah.
1: if you need questions, just reach out to you. Absolutely.
0: Correct? We will be in room 2217.
1: And where is that? who so is in the new uh, area a new, space new, space area, right. uh, new right, adult education room? area right. yep. Yep. across
0: from the conference room awesome. so.
1: and you can get a specialty drink that morning
0: yes you can at the coffee at the crossing will have their it. specialty drinks on that Sunday so awesome. all right well hey thank you friends for listening and we will be back next week to talk about growth yes. For episode 13, 13. lucky all right.
1: 13 we will
0: see you next week.